Hello and welcome everyone to your Animal Central podcast. I am your host, author Frederick Fishman. This podcast is all about the animals who live with us and are our neighbors here on planet Earth. We hope that you will tell your friends about this podcast. Okay, let's get started. Our first segment on every Animal Central podcast will be a news segment where I read a news story. And this story comes from our local paper here in Tucson, Arizona, the Arizona Daily Star. And this story is about Reed Park Zoo's eight-month-old elephant, Mapenzi, who spent the last month showing her independence and nailing a new training trick. Despite the cooler temperatures here in Tucson, 815-pound Mapenzi has a pretty good buffer for the cold. Elephants, Supervisor Cassie Dodd says, once she gets moving, she generates a lot of heat. The elephant's barn is also climate-controlled, and keepers monitor Mapenzi frequently checking for any signs of shivers. Mapenzi, or Penzi for short, was born to African elephant Samba on April the 6th. She is joined by her sister Nandi, her dad Mabu, and brother Sunduzu, and Aunt Lunjil at the zoo. Training sessions at the Reed Park Zoo, which are done through positive reinforcement, are voluntary for the elephants. The sessions allow staff to evaluate the elephants and ensure that they are healthy. Target training is one of the tricks taught to the elephants. Keepers put their hand out, and the elephants touch their hand with the tip of their trunk. The trick helps teach the elephants to follow the keepers. Dodd says target training helps keep the elephants focused. We'll put out our hand, and we'll say target, and Penzi reaches her little trunk out and touches our hand, Dodd says. The light bulb finally comes on with this behavior, Dodd says, and in the past, she would just kind of follow us around for her fun. But it's all coming together now, and the wheels are turning, and she's figuring it out. Afterwards, keepers will usually blow a whistle so the elephants know that they did a good job. They're also rewarded with treats. Though Penzi still nurses, and her food preferences have changed several times over the last few months. Her current favorite food is hand-picked Bermuda grass. As weeks pass, Penzi continues to become more independent. Some evenings I've checked on her, and she's clear on the other side of the habitat, other than her mom and her sister, Dodd says. She's deciding to do things on her own, a little bit more. Penzi likes to find things around her habitat to interact with, food to eat, a log to balance on, or toys to play with. Despite her growing independence, Penzi is still social with the rest of the herd and is still very playful. She definitely prefers the fun times with her sister, Dodd says. And that's the story here in Arizona Zoo, the Reed Park Zoo, about eight-month-old elephant, Mapenzi. 
All right, in this part of the Animal Central podcast, we are going to play three sounds. And you have to think about what you've just heard and tell us or tell yourself or your friends or whoever you are with what you think those sounds are, what animal it comes from. So let's play our first sound. I'll play it for you, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the animal you've just heard. Here is the first animal sound. Let me play it one more time for you, okay? That is the low rumble. That's not some machine that's making that noise. That's the low rumble of a blue whale. The blue whale is the largest known animal that has ever lived on Earth. It swims in the North Atlantic and the North Pacific Oceans, and it also swims in the Northern Indian Oceans and just off the coast of Chile in South America. And this whale is huge. It's almost 100 feet long and can weigh up to 190 pounds. It was once so abundant until the 19th century, but from then on, it was hunted to almost extinction. Then in 1967, the International Whaling Commission banned the hunting of the blue whale. Now an estimated 25,000 maximum blue whales still swim our oceans. The blue whales have long, slender, grayish blue bodies. They swim at about 4.6 miles per hour. Their diet, as big as they are, is made up totally of very small, several millimeter long krill. It's a shrimp-like creature that they consume in huge numbers. And that is the blue whale. All right, here is our next animal sound. Let's see if you can guess what animal this is. All right, let me play that for you one more time. All right, did you guess that one? That is the macaw. And the macaw are New World parrots with colorful long tails. They are found and native mostly to Central America and Mexico, but they're also found in the Caribbean as well. They live mostly in the forest, especially in the rainforest, but they also like the woodlands and savannas. They come in large and smaller sizes. Because of their diminishing numbers, they are also considered endangered. Their diets include seeds and nuts that like to eat fruits and leaves and flowers with stems. The Amazon basin macaws eat toxic substances sometimes, and they eat clay to neutralize those toxins and poisons. Their beautiful feathers, colors, and plumage has attracted humans throughout history. They are found in zoos and even some private homes around the world, and that is the macaw. All right, here is our third and final animal sound for this episode of the Animal Central podcast. Let me play it for you. (coughs) 
That animal's so plentiful, you probably may even know what that is. But let me play it for you one more time. Here it comes. With his black face mask, this easily identifiable raccoon is medium-sized mammal that gets a lot of attention. It's seemingly fearless and truly driven by food. They can be as long as 28 inches and can weigh up to 57 pounds. It has a grayish coat that's mostly underfur, which protects them against the cold. At first, it was thought that the raccoon is a solitary creature, but they do like to stick around with other raccoons as well. They live to be about three years old in the wild. They started their existence in Russia and moved across the Bering Strait and now are found in the Americas. They have a hypersensitive sense of touch. They are described as clever and to a raccoon, an open trash can is their invitation to a feast. And that is the raccoon, and that is the three animal sounds for this episode of the Animal Central Podcast. And this is the part of the podcast where we usually give you an animal description, and we go into some detail about these animals. And today we're going to talk about an animal that I'm sure you have seen and probably have around your house or maybe in your house, and those are rabbits. Rabbits are small mammals. There are about 305 breeds of domestic rabbits, and there are also about 13 breeds of wild rabbits. The European rabbit, which was introduced on every continent except Antarctica, is familiar throughout the world as a wild prey animal, as a form of domesticated livestock, and as a pet. It has a widespread effect on ecologies and cultures. The rabbit, or bunny as it's sometimes known, is in many areas of the world a part of daily life as food, clothing, a companion, and also an artistic sense of inspiration. Although once considered rodents, rabbits have been discovered to have diverged separately and earlier than their rodent cousins. The rabbits weigh about 2.5 to 5 pounds. They live about two years in the wild, if they're lucky. Male rabbits are called bucks. Females are called does. A group of rabbits, a whole bunch of them, known as a colony or nest, a worn though this is more commonly referred to where rabbits live, is also a designation. And let me give you the differences between a rabbit and a hare. A hare is found out in the wild, and they are born relatively mature and mobile with hair and good vision, while rabbits uh, are born hairless and blind, and they require closer care. Hares live a rather solitary life in a simple nest above the ground, while most rabbits live in social groups in burrows or warrens. Hares are generally larger than rabbits. Rabbits have been domesticated for a long, long time. Beginning in the Middle Ages, the European rabbit 
has been widely kept as livestock. Starting in ancient Rome, selective breeding has generated a wide variety of rabbit breeds. Some strains of rabbit have been bred specifically as research subjects. As livestock, rabbits are bred for their meat and fur. The earliest breeds were an important source of meat. Since speed and agility are a rabbit's main defenses against predators, including the swift fox, rabbits have large hind leg bones and well-developed muscles as well to go with that. The anatomy of those hind limbs for rabbits are structurally similar to that of other land animals and contribute to their socialized form of locomotion. Now, everybody knows that rabbits have really long ears. Well, that's to help thermal regulation or to keep their body temperature at an optimal level. So that's why they have those long ears, if you've always wondered that question. Rabbits are herbivores, which means that they feed by grazing on grass, forbs, and leafy weeds. In consequence, their diet contains large amounts of cellulose. Rabbits appear to have a natural inclination toward nocturnal activity. The average sleep time of a rabbit in captivity was calculated at 8.4 hours per day. That's almost like a human's. As with other prey animals, this is very interesting, Rabbits often sleep with their eyes open so that sudden movements will awaken the rabbit to respond to potential danger. Rabbits are prey animals and are therefore constantly aware of their surroundings. For instance, in Mediterranean Europe, rabbits are the main prey of red foxes, badgers, and Liberian lynxes. If confronted by a potential threat, a rabbit may freeze. Observe, then warn others in the warren with powerful thumps on the ground. Rabbits have a remarkably wide field of vision, and a great deal of it is devoted to overhead scanning. The longest-lived rabbit on record was a domesticated European rabbit living in Tasmania, and it lived to the ripe old age of 18. The lifespan of the wild rabbits is much shorter. And as an example, the eastern cottontail, for, for example, is only expected to live one year. Rabbits include as their habitats meadows, woods, forests, grasslands, deserts, wetlands. Rabbits live in groups, and the best-known species, the European rabbit, lives in burrows or rabbit holes in the ground. More than half of the world's population of rabbits live in North America. In the United Kingdom, fresh rabbit is sold in butcher shops and markets, and some supermarkets sell frozen rabbit meat. Rabbits in art, literature, and culture are used sometimes as a symbol of fertility and rebirth, and have long been associated with spring, Easter, as the Easter Bunny. The rabbit often appears in folklore as the trickster archetype, as he uses his cunning to outwit his enemies. The rabbit as a trickster is a part of American popular culture as Br'er Rabbit. 
from African-American folktales and later Disney animation, or as Bugs Bunny, the cartoon character from Warner Brothers, for example. So that is a look at our little furry friends, the rabbit. In this last segment of the Animal Central podcast, we usually read a poem about animals, sometimes a quick story, a joke or two. But today, let's read a poem by J. Ashby Sterry, and the title of this poem is Kindness to Animals. Speak gently to the herring and kindly to the calf. Be blithesome with the bunny. At barnacles, don't laugh. Give nuts unto the monkey and buns unto the bear. Ne'er hint at currant jelly if you chance to see a hare. Oh, little girls, pray hide your combs when tortoises draw nigh, and never in the hearing of a, of a pigeon whisper pie. But give this stranded jellyfish a shove into the sea. Be always kind to animals wherever you may be. Oh, make not a game of sparrows, nor faces at the ram, and ne'er allude to mint sauce when calling on a lamb. Don't beard the thoughtful oyster, don't dare the cod to crimp, don't cheat the pike, or ever try to pot the playful shrimp. Tread lightly on the turning worm, don't bruise the butterfly, don't ridicule the wryneck, nor sneer at salmon fry. Oh, ne'er delight to make dogs fight, nor bantams disagree. Be always kind to animals, wherever you may be. Be lenient to lobsters, and ever kind to crabs. And be not respectful to cuttlefish or dabs. Chase not the cochin china, chaff not the ox obese and babble not of feather beds in the company of geese. Be tender with the tadpole, and let the limpet thrive. Be merciful to mussels, and don't skin your eels alive. When talking to a turtle, don't mention callipee. Be always kind to animals, wherever you may be. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Animal Central Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining us and hope you'll join us again for another episode of the Animal Central Podcast. So until next time, take care and bye-bye.